folks, welcome back to another episode of the Couch Podcast. And in today's episode, it is a mega one for the upcoming week one of the NFL as well as week two of college football. And we have UFC 293, Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. So this is one of the best opportunities for betting and sports gambling that this year has to offer. So I'm very excited. Um, coming up next, we're going to have me, Jordan, Butsy, and Zwick preview the week one NFL card. And then following that, me, Butsy, and Zwick are going to preview week two of the college football season. And then we're going to talk a little UFC 293 betting opportunities and storylines. So without further ado, here is Jordan, Zwick, Butsy, and I. All right, we are jumping into our NFL betting and pick segment. We have all four of us, me, Max, Butsy, and Zwick, um, we're going to give you guys some picks for Sunday. I have two picks and an under. Butsy, give us your first pick. What do you think? Well, I have seven, so I, I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. <laughs> Actually, I'll go with the play that jumped off the board to me right away, uh, and that was the Niners, the San Francisco 49ers minus the two in Pittsburgh. Now, it's a little concerning that the spread is a little small. I was expecting the spread to be a little more around four points. Uh, I, I obviously the Niners have unbelievable weapons. Brock Purdy uh, is named the starter for Week One, and I think he's going to do a great job. Uh, I just think that the Steelers' offense is going to get off to a little bit of a slow start. I think the Niners' defense will be able to capitalize. Uh, I just think that the 49ers will have the ball too much to not win this game, and I think they'll win by more than two points. I mean, that's only a field goal, and I think that they'll definitely win by a field goal. I like it. Um, I have a direct. I, I'm taking Steelers plus two, and with a little sprinkle. Huh? I'm, why? Why? Are you, are you Steelers fan? That's or something? so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm taking Steelers plus two. Um, I was also going to take an adjusted uh under, probably like 44 or something like that. Um, on a little parlay, just because this San Fran defense is one of the best in the league, if not the best. Um, they have a lot of good players, obviously, and good personnel. The Steelers defense is going to be pretty good as well with TJ Watt returning. Um, Herbig has been doing really well on the line. His little brother, I mean, he's coming, he came right in and he looks good. Uh, we also got the older Herbig on the offensive line at the picket fence. As you guys know, um, we got Broderick Jones coming in that Georgia tackle, who's going to be able to protect picket. But I do think this offense isn't going to be extremely dynamic right off the bat. At least um, I want them to get involved, get George Pickens more involved, obviously, but um, they didn't do that that much last year. He was kind of their safety valve where they would just kind of let him go long and just kind of say, fuck it, George Pickens will get it. Um, they're running running it back with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator, who I'm not a big fan of, but if Tomlin believes in him, I believe in Tomlin. So I'm going gonna, I'm going to uh, bite my tongue on that one. Those guys are smarter than I am. But, yeah, I don't know if the offense is going to get off to a super good start, but I do think our defense will hold up, and I, I have hopes um, – Kenny Pickett looked insane in the preseason. Uh, preseason means absolutely nothing, but I just, you know, I'm stowing that away. I'm not, I'm very high on the Steelers. I'm not as high as some people like Bill Simmons has the Steelers like winning the Super Bowl. That's insane. I think he, he I'm actually, he's scaring me off because he's so high on them. I think, I think he's going to curse them, but um, I am high on this team and excited about this team, especially more than I was last year. Um, and last year, I believe they beat your Bengals at home, right? To open yeah, the season. That was a fluke. Yeah, but the Steelers seem to do that and pull those types of games out. It's going to be in Pittsburgh. That's like, you know, that's a, that's a home field advantage right there. And I really like the under at an adjusted like 44 or something like that. Look through the magic numbers. And I like the Steelers plus two uh, just to go out there and win it. I'm feeling good about it. I like the Niners here. Definitely. Um, yeah. I <laughs> I am a Steelers believer. I do think they can be super competitive this year and maybe – get to nine wins, maybe 10 wins, but the Niners are a juggernaut. I think they're just loaded at every position and Tomlin usually has a coaching advantage in every game he's coaching, uh, but not against Kyle Shanahan. In my opinion, I think they're very evenly matched as coaches and as staffs and the Niners just have far more talent. So for me, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Niners. I'm with Butsy Zwick. What do you think? Yeah, I, I also like the Niners. I just think they're so much more talented. And now that we know Nick Bosa is for sure playing this weekend, I I don't think it will be very close. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but I think the Niners will win for sure. I'm saying they win by like 10. 
Oh wow! Wow! That's a wow. that's a hammer from Zwick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, I, I just think Bengals that fan. I'm just not too sure as to how the Pittsburgh defense is going to be able to stop every single one of the weapons on on the Niners' offense. Like, I I think time of possession is going to be huge in this game, and I think that the way the Steelers will score because they don't have a great run game. I don't. I'm not a Najee believer, but I'm kind of a Warren guy. I love uh, I think, Warren, dude. I'm I, yeah, I do too. But I think he's going to get more touches later in the season and as the season goes on. But early on, it's going to be a little more Najee dominant, and I don't love Najee. Um, so I think that they're going to struggle to put together really lengthy drives to keep the Niners off the field. Uh, and when the Niners do get on the field, they're 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 probably the most talented uh, skill group in the NFL. So I I believe that they're just going to take care of business. In, the Steelers' offense do, do have some. Uh... I mean, there are some guys coming. Like Calvin Austin looked pretty good. Um, <clears throat> they have Muth, and then what's his name? Robbie Woods, right? Is that his name? The old guy that they signed this off season or traded oh, for. I mean, you, you have Deontay too. Like you, you have good. Yeah, Deontay. Receivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he can't catch a pass, dude. He drops everything. It's insane. I had him on a good receivers, team. but like no run, no consistent run game to put together the long drives that you're going to need to keep the Niners off the field. Yeah. To be fair though, it's the Najee three year. So his year one, he was pretty solid. Year two, he stunk. So year year three, it's going to be interesting to see how they, um, what they do with him. He he is more of a short yardage back though. I think people think he's this guy that kind of, um, takes big chunks offensively. But what they at least how they use him is to they like give him a bunch of carries, but for short yardage stuff. And I think that's why his numbers are kind of low. But he's I mean, not that <laughs> explosive. A bunch of carries for short yardage just means you're inefficient. That just means you're not true. <laughs> but I mean, as there's many guys... yards as you need to be. So yeah, I think Najee just really lost a step explosiveness wise. And he used to be able to make guys miss. And he always was super strong and could break tackles. Um, but last year, like you, you just saw that the quickness wasn't at the same level that you needed it to be. So we'll see. Cause if he looks like rookie Najee, then it, it could be a different story. They could be, um, you know, a really efficient run game and have Warren and him as a great one, two punch. But what yeah, I'm saying I, though, is like with the, when they, when those running those more efficient plays, those are like the halfback toss or whatever, where they get to the outside or the pitches and all that. They're just running him like ISO and it's like straight down the middle into a fucking line. I mean, it's hard to break through, break free and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he just he just looks slower. Like he does. Uh, I'm with you there. I mean, you guys, even when he, he's even not when looking he gets great. outside, like he the cuts that he's making, he's not as explosive as he used to be off the cuts. Like he's jumping yeah. inside off the edge, and it's just it's for five yards every time. Like and I when just Warren, feel like he's his his breakout runs are for seven eight yards. And when they run Warren, those same ISO plays, Warren is so strong and short and like low to the ground. He's got that low center of gravity. He's able to just kind of break through and get through the line of scrimmage and go. So. Yeah, we've talked way too much about the Steelers. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Uh, that's fair. That, that's that's might be the game of the week. That's a phenomenal game. So yeah. Um. All right. I'll I'll give my pick if that's all right with everyone. I have I am laying the hammer on Green Bay plus one versus the Bears. Butsy and I are are misaligned on the NFC North here at the bottom. The Green Bay, uh, and the Bears. I think Green Bay has a chance to go ten and seven and win this division because I don't think anyone in this division is scaring me. I think they have a very underrated defense. They gave up 17.6 points per game over the last five games last year. Um, they they kind of got off to a, a rocky start. They didn't have a great defensive season, but they finished really strong. Pro Football Focus is predicting them to be a top 10 defense this year, which is a little bit ambitious, but like I, I could see that. They have a lot of talent on defense. And then offensively, LaFleur, like I've mentioned on here, finally has control over the offense. He's not butting heads with Rodgers anymore. And I know I've mentioned this too, but like Rogers came into uh, camp last year and didn't have any chemistry with the receivers and basically just showed up for week one and, and didn't put in any, any work in the preseason. So Jordan love has been there. He knows the offense. He knows these receivers. He's locked in. Uh, they, they at least have someone who's committed to winning and, and not thinking about retirement and doing uh, experimental drugs in the off season. So I think Jordan love is actually going to be a step up over Rogers last year. And then again, the Bears have a god-awful defense, and the passing game is still a, a major question mark, especially against uh, a talented Green Bay secondary with, with Jair Alexander. So Green Bay plus one versus the Bears. That's my bet of the week and, and my pick of the week. That uh, I, I'm, I'm staking my career on that, maybe. I'm happy I don't have a play in that game, actually, because I, I don't want to get – you never want to get in the way of one of your friends' uh, game of the years, potentially. So I'm happy I don't have a stake in that game. I, I, was, I was looking at it, and it was um, – it's an interesting one. I 
I don't hate Green Bay in this spot. Honestly, I, I we, we all know that I'm a big Matt Eberfuss guy. He's going to win coach of the year. Still, still <laughs> putting my reputation on that personally. But I, I do think Green Bay has a leg up in this game. I think the one of the biggest challenges for Green Bay, though, will be in Jordan Love is going into Soldier Field where they uh, – where they've been so dominant for so long. And now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, the bears finally have an opportunity to fucking take down the the Packers. And they have an opportunity to finally beat the Packers, which they haven't done basically the entire, entire Aaron Rodgers era. So I'd be, uh, I'd be looking out for soldier field to be pretty damn electric on Sunday. Uh, it's a tough place to play. The weather's going to be nice. So weather's not a, weather's not an issue yet there, but. Um, it's going to be a great game. I, that that is another unbelievable uh, game this week. Zwick, what do you I think? Had a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zwick. Yeah, this this game is really gross because you know it's a it's a low total, and I just truly have no idea who I who would win. I I would lean Green Bay just because I think their defense is a lot better, but I wouldn't I. I couldn't confidently say that the Packers offense is better than the Bears offense. I honestly don't think I would say it because I think Justin Fields is, you know, going to have that big leap, but the Packers defense is so much better than this Bears defense. It still has so many holes in it, even though they did improve this offseason. So I, I like the Packers in this one. I had, um, I was going to pick the Packers, but Christian Watson has a hamstring issue. So he's questionable. And then, uh, Romeo Dobbs is also questionable with a hamstring. I think he played uh practice today, so he's less questionable. Um, but I actually am on the Packers team like you guys are. Um, I think you know, addition with subtraction, you get you get rid of Aaron Rodgers. It's gotta be very hard to play when that's looming over your team. Um, Jordan Love's been with the same coaching staff for I guess three years now, right? They've been in the yeah. league for three years. Um, and I mean, we see a lot of great quarterbacks, they sit behind um, you know, not as great quarterbacks, right? So Rogers did it with Favre, Brady did it with um, what's his face, and Bledsoe, Bledsoe, and Bitch. um, Mahomes did it with like Matt Castle, right? So Alex Smith, um, and Alex Smith, yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry, these are rough references there for me. Anyways, um, <laughs> Max they, knows ball, guys. You knew Max what I, you knew ball. what I was alluding to. Yeah, old you, Herbert, you, you, Herbert, Phil Rivers, maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> you could have left the references out. You I can't just I, I'm working. I'm, tra- I'm getting my. I'm, I'm working my hardest here. I've got, you know. Um. Anyways, I I was all over the Packers. However, I'm a little worried when um Christian Watson is questionable for this game. That's Jordan Love's assumed favorite uh, target. And Romeo Dabbs would be his second favorite. Uh, the Luke Musgrave game, I'm excited to watch that. Uh, apparently, he's the second coming of Travis Kelsey. So uh, this went down to a no play for me. But I do like, depending on the health, the reports, I might make a little sprinkle on Packers plus one later in the day, later towards the game time. Fair enough. I'm uh, I'm not staking my career on this game. I will stake my career. the game of the year. I, I will, no, I don't know. I, I don't think I said that. We can edit that out maybe if I did. <laughs> uh, I'll stake my career on Green Bay having a successful season. That's what I'll stake it on. This game I I love, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Bears, like, it, I, I suppose it could go either way. I suppose, but I still am hammering Green Bay. Zwick, do you have a pick for us? Yes, I do. My first pick is Eagles minus four. Um, okay. Sorry, Patriots fans on the pod, but I just think this Eagles offense is so much better than the Patriots offense, and they don't really have the offensive firepower to keep up with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. So I like Eagles minus four. Um, I know it's week one, so all the lines are kind of out of whack, and this line seems kind of low or kind of short, but I I like the Eagles. I think their defense – got worse but not as worse as we think it did i mean we forget that they added jalen carter in the draft who's probably the best player in the draft so i like the eagles i think that they're just a lot better than the patriots overall but did you have any rebuttal well yeah i mean i do have the patriots plus four okay here we go i do i (laughs) i I have the Patriots plus four on my card for a few reasons one of the reasons being this is entirely new fucking offense that we're going to see out of New England. Uh, you had Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling offensive plays. And for those that don't know, Patricia was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots for a very long time when they were very good. And Joe Judge was our special teams coordinator. 
He was a special teams coordinator, guys, for the Patriots. And then went uh, and tried to coach in New York and fucking sucked. And then he came back and tried to call plays with Matt Patricia. I mean, those are just two absolute boneheads trying to put piece together an offense for a QB that needs to have a solid season to basically stay in the league at this point. I think bringing in Bill O'Brien from Alabama is the perfect move. Billy O'B was the coordinator uh, for Brady for a while, the OC. I think he's going to do a great job with Mac. I think they're going to have a really successful season. Uh, and like you said, Zwick, this Eagles defense did get slightly worse. Their secondary did get a little worse. Um, but they did kind of get Jalen Carter, who's probably the best pick in the draft, uh, who's great on that D-line. So, But I do believe that the Patriots will be able to move the ball officially down the field. I think Ramon J. Stevenson is going to have a great year. I know everyone's really high on him in fantasy. And honestly, this Patriots defense is still fucking stacked. I mean, the Patriots defense is so elite uh, that I think they'll find a way to slow down Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think they'll actually be do a good job of stopping the run. When they're airing it out downfield, I think the Eagles will definitely be able to break past the secondary, break through the secondary, and, and the Patriots will give us some big plays. But overall, like, I, I, I'm talking myself more and more every day into believing like that the Patriots are trending upwards this season. I, I can talk myself into the Pats trending upwards for sure. However, in this game, I'm with Zwick. I think the Eagles cover this, and I, I think it's because the Pats' offense, no matter who's calling plays, with the lack of weapons that we have, and also Mac Jones not being a super uh, talented thrower of the football, this offense is going to be based on the run, and it's going to be centered around Ramondre and Zeke being a one-two punch, and that's totally fine. But unfortunately, the Eagles have a phenomenal D-line and a great run defense. The Eagles' weakness is their pass defense. They really, really struggle against elite quarterbacks and um, elite passing offenses. So our strength is going into their strength. It's just going to be tough for us to move the ball, I think, um, at least on the ground. I do think the passing game will look a lot better than it did last year, but we still, like, Juju Juju Smith-Schuster is our number one receiver. So I'm not expecting us to take a massive jump you know what i mean yeah so yeah i get you i, I get you yeah i don't know and then also like no matter how loaded our defense is the eagles offense is more loaded they we're, we're not going to stop them running the ball and and they have two great receivers so yeah i think i think i go eagles here 24 17 max this you is also one more thing uh, before yeah, max you give your analysis brady is coming back for this game by the way, he's coming True. back to Gillette. This is like his, I don't know if it's like an official retirement. I don't know if he's signing like a one day so he can retire Patriot, but they're doing, uh, it's like Brady day. I don't really know what that entails. I don't really understand the, the specifics or logistics of it, but they're honoring Tom Brady at the game. So that place is probably going to be full of tear, uh, tears <laughs> and and probably some jizz too, tears and jizz. So nice. uh, that crowd is going to be fired up, <laughs> fired up, Max. You're doing well until you know, I have to edit that out. <laughs> you have to um, edit out tears and jizz. The, and, yeah, say it again. Make it make it harder to edit. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got nothing for this one. Uh, I think you guys covered it well. I, I, looking at it as a non-Pats fan, I think I'm liking the Eagles here. I do think the Pats have an interesting season ahead. Obviously, you have the question about Mac. He sounds good coming out of preseason. They got him back with Bill O'Brien, like you mentioned, his old, Al or the guy from Alabama. So they have some ties there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Ramondre and Ezekiel Elliott work together, if they have like a dual back thing like they did with Tony Pollard in Dallas, or um, if they if one takes over the other. Um, and yeah, I think your your guys' receiver room is still kind of interesting. I mean, um, and then you got the tight end from LSU, Boutte, or whatever his name is. The uh, He had a lot of upside. He was kind of disappointing at LSU last year. Um, defensively, you guys are fine. I think all your questions are really answered. Um, that Gonzalez guy that you guys drafted kind of the steal of the draft I'm, I'm guessing um is going to be interesting to see how he does I just I think your of offensive line you have some questions about there and that defensive line I mean it's the Georgia Bulldogs of past is now on Philly so you really got it that's going to be where the point of emphasis is um how your offensive line holds up against uh Philly's you know the Philly Bulldogs down there and I think you got to watch for that um and I don't think this you're going to find out right away if your defense is good because this is an elite uh, Eagles offense. So there's so I think that's always good to find out right away. And I think you're going to get some answers about your season pretty early on. Um, just whether or not you're going to have to watch for that offensive line, whether that can hold up or whether your defense can hold up or not. But I don't have a play for this game. I do think I'm leaning Eagles, though. Yeah. OK, let me give uh, let me give my pick. 
I have Tennessee plus three in New Orleans. So Tennessee brings in Hopkins. Traylon Burks is seemingly back and healthy. Uh, Derrick Henry's still there, although he has some injury concerns going on. But with that said, I like the Tennessee weapons this year. Those those three are are really really talented weapons. So I'm I'm kind of a D hop defender. I I think he has a lot left in the tank. People are pretty low on him. Um, mainly I think because of Tannehill. I think D hop showed us last year that he, he's he's still got basically 95 percent of what he had when he was in Houston. So and then then you got Vrabel coaching. So Vrabel defenses are always good. They're not going to make mistakes. They're going to be disciplined. Um, and then for the Saints, like. It's a coaching mismatch, first of all, Vrabel versus Dennis Allen, but it's also Derek Carr on a new team. I don't know if if that's going to be as smooth as everyone expects it to be. So I know Olave's there. Olave is good. Kamara's not there for the first six games, I believe. So running game probably not going to be as good as they want it to be. I like Tennessee going into New Orleans and actually uh, stealing a win. Zwick or, yeah, Zwick, go ahead. I like... uh... I don't know if I can talk myself into the Titans. I honestly like the Saints, so I'm going to have to disagree just because I think that the, the the Titans secondary isn't what it used to be. Their run defense is phenomenal, but I think that their car is a big upgrade. Chris Olave is primed for a big year, and the Saints offense could honestly become underrated if, you know, when Kamara comes back. And I know he's not there for this week, obviously, but I like the Saints in this one, but it's definitely close. And I can see I can see the vision for the Titans making this a very close game. Zwick, Zwick, are you a uh, Tannehill hater? Yeah, he's <laughs> he, like he needs to go. He should have been gone last year. He he's done. OK, who who should should they uh, you think he's going to get replaced like midseason? They have yeah. Malik Will Willis Levis. and and Will Levis, Levis. right? Yeah, I think Will Levis will be the starter by like. He's bad though. Week six, maybe. You He's like him? Yeah, young. no, Zwick likes him. I think. I like him. You do? I, I mean, I like him more than I like Malik Willis and yeah. Tannehill. Yeah, Malik Willis and is Tannehill. trash. So. Yeah. I honestly think it's pretty unfair to make a bold assumption on Will Levis yet. Like, are oh, we yeah, ready to? Are we ready? To, are we ready to say that he's trash? No, yeah. but he's he's he's, he's twenty four. I'm just saying he's he's twenty four though. He's one of those guys yeah. that comes in and he's like a raw twenty four year old, and it's like. But well, he could. But he could. I mean, I I love Rabel though. Like I'm a huge huge Rabel believer. So I I think if he's able to somehow, uh, get Will Levis game ready and and ready to just you know look like a comfortable quarterback by week, nine maybe, I think that's probably where I would I would see Tannehill phasing out if the Titans don't start well yeah. uh then then i think willis could come in and do a do a fine job it's Plus just like you... we, have, we have a lot of data on levis we have a lot of college data on him it's not like he's trey lance or anyone coming out with you know not a lot of games played you know you kind of know what you, like we've seen a lot of him and he's older and he's just not extremely dynamic like i think he could be sort of kirk cousin or Tannehilly. Um, yeah, that's yeah, a, that's great, that's, but that's, that's great. Solid. But you already have Tannehill on your team, so why rush it? Because Tannehill's uh, old as shit. Because you you already know that Tannehill is Tannehill. Maybe maybe Will Levis could be a little better. Yeah, Butsy, yeah, do you? But I, yeah, go ahead. Do you think? Uh, do you like the Saints, Butsy? Um, well, sorry, what was the line again? I had to relocate three. because of uh. So it's, it's plus three, minus three, it's, or minus three. Tennessee is plus three. I like Tennessee there, honestly. I think Tennessee getting points going into, uh, going into this the what's it called the Caesars the Caesars Sports Dome Superdome. now, Superdome. I don't know Caesar Sport uh, Superdome used to be called the Mercedes Benz, but I don't think it's called that anymore. Um, I like Tennessee getting points here. I didn't have it on my card. I didn't have a play for this game on my card, but I don't love Derek Carr. I, I don't. I love Rabel and I love Rabel's defense and I love what he does with the defensive side of the ball. I know it's. They don't have great weapons, but I think he's a great game planner and a great schemer. Uh, so I think if you're getting points here, like the plus three, I would just take the points and just kind of, if it hits, great. If not, like I wouldn't be surprised. I don't really feel very confident about either way, but if I had to lean, I would lean taking the points because it's kind of such a shitty game that any place where I can get points, I'd feel pretty good about it. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll jump. I'll go because I have so many. I've I've a pretty decent sized card still. Um, I have over 45 and a half in the bucks and the Vikings. 
I actually really, really, really like this over. And I'll tell you why. I think that obviously the Vikings offense is great. I think they're going to be able to score. No problem. The question mark with the over here is the Bucks. Are they going to be able to put up points? My answer is yes. I'm still a Baker believer. I, I don't think Baker's done yet. Like, I don't I, – do I think he's going to win the division? Probably not. But do I think he's going to be a bottom eight quarterback? No. Like, I, I think he will have a middle-of-the-road season this year, and he's going to be ranked probably, you know, like the 15th best quarterback in the NFL after this season. And they have Rashad White, who is a really great running back, and a lot of people are big on high on him this year. They still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So it's not like they don't have weapons. I know Mike Evans and is aging and Chris Godwin has been injured a lot, but, but I still think that they're great receivers. And I think Baker is a decent quarterback. I think he'll be able to get the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Rashad white can, can carry the load in the backfield. So I think this team will be able to put up points against a pretty shitty Vikings defense. I, I think I kind of like what you're saying about Baker. I understand it. I think you might've gone like a, a touch too far. Like, yeah, maybe he might he, he might not be the dead last worst quarterback, but top 15, I just don't see him getting there. Mike Evans and Godwin are, are great weapons. I like this over. I like this play a lot be, because yeah, yeah. of that. So the Vikings have a terrible defense and a great offense, um, and the Bucks have good weapons. And yeah, I mean, Baker can have good games. Like, that's the thing. He, he's not just going to suck all the time. Like, he has big games and he has terrible games. So I like the over a lot, but I'm, I'm not uh, – I'm not – Swayed on Baker, really. Zwick, go ahead. Yeah, I actually really like this over, and I contemplated it. Contemplated making it one of my picks as well because the Vikings' defense is terrible, and I'm not very impressed with the Buccaneers' defense as well. So I think that this game could be very high scoring and very like fantasy friendly. So, but yeah, Baker, I, I, I'm so not moved on Baker. I think he is a bottom eight quarterback, maybe even lower because you know, we haven't seen him do really anything significant in his career yet. And so if it was going to happen, it would have already happened. But, I mean, we'll see. He could he could be extremely mid this year, and I think that would be his ceiling. Sure. <laughs> sure. I like that analysis. Well, hey, we don't need to have this Baker talk now. Check in with a few weeks. Check in <laughs> you guys, with you guys in a few yeah, weeks about Baker. We'll, we'll get back to you on the QB tiers. Um, Max, do you want to get <laughs> – yeah, go ahead. I have a play in, in this game. I have uh... – I, I took an adjusted line. I have a little teaser play. It's um Vikings minus three and Commanders minus three. So you tease down the Vikings from I believe five and a half down to three. I think is where my book was giving it out. And then um tease the Commanders minus seven, which is going to be the only time they're minus seven all season. Uh, tease that down to a three. That's a parlay that gives you plus one twenty three odds. Um, excuse me, nothing too crazy, but I mean it's two meme teams that I'm betting on right now: the Commanders and the Vikings. Uh, Vikings were really good to me last year. I kept but I kept betting them um, a lot, and they made me a lot of money in a lot of dumb ways. They should not have won. I think they had like 11, you know, close wins or whatever that they should have totally lost. Um, I don't know what to expect from this team this year, but I know that Tampa Bay is going to be really bad. Um, even if Baker is really solid, I, I don't see a way where this team is really good. I know um, Tampa has – their team's been kind of decimated. I think – is Mike Evans playing in this game? Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was some question about that, but I think he gave them an ultimatum. Um, he uh, said that he wanted to get a new contract by game one or he was kind of either out or whatever. So keep an eye on that situation. I know that he's been unhappy, um, but yeah, they just don't have a ton of weapons and the Vikings have one of the best offensive players in the game right now with Justin Jefferson and um I, I still don't really like their defense last year. That's why I really crushed them. But I don't think Tampa has the offensive weapons that can really exploit this defense. So if I'm getting them at just a field goal, I like that enough that you can – I like the, that play enough. I mean, I don't love any Vikings plays because they're just a tough team to bet on, but I'm going to take them. Yeah. Uh, Zwick, do you have a pick for us? Yeah, I, um, I also had – I was going to do Vikings minus five and a half because kind of like just Max said, I don't believe in the Buccaneers at all. And this line seems too short because Vikings at home against a really bad defense or and a very mid offense. So 
that would be my play. If I had to pick another one as a backup, though, I would probably go Ravens minus nine and a half because I just think this Texans defense has too many holes and this Ravens offense, while still healthy in week one, is too explosive for C.J. Stroud to keep up with. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm I'm the big Ravens guy on the pod. Yeah, I I, I think Ravens absolutely smack the Texans. I agree. Never never want to bet on a, a rookie QB in, in his first week, I, I think. So, all right. Butsy, you got a pick? Yeah, so playing along with that narrative about betting against rookie QBs in their first start, um, this one happens to go out to Bryce Young, specifically. <clears throat> Let me come back throw for this one. Quarterbacks drafted first overall since 2003 are 1-13 against the spread in week one. Great stat. 1-13. I do my research, guys. I do my research. So my pick uh, is going to be the Falcons minus 3.5. And, and honestly, when I looked at this game originally, I wanted to bet Panthers plus three and a half. I really did. I don't like the Falcons at all this year. I think Bijan's sick, but that's pretty much it. Who And i not a big Desmond Ritter fan, not a big fan of their defense. Um, I, I don't love their weapons. I think Drake London's pretty good, but that's, that's it pretty much. So at first glance, I did want to take the Panthers plus three and a half, but simply because of the fact that quarterback's first overall pick in week one or one in 13 to 2003. I'm going to ride the statistic here. Yeah. I mean, you talk about weapons though. Like the Panthers have Adam Thielen as, as their, he's old <laughs> as hell. It's their big weapon. Like yeah, he's yeah. not good. It's <laughs> not very good. It's like Jonathan Mingo, Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders is like, hopefully going to be David Montgomery. Their backfield's good. Dude, not is, to mention their O-line. Ma- is Montgomery's not Bryce there. Is, Bryce is like the smallest quarterback of oh, all he's time. He's, Sorry. He goes up there with this horrific offensive line. He's going to get beat up. We saw it in yeah. that Hard Knocks episode. He's getting crushed. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, And I actually do like the Falcons a little bit more than you, Butsy. I think Pitts, London, and Bijan is a pretty solid uh, trio of weapons. I don't really know anything about their defense. But, yeah, it's, it's more Ritter for me. But I think they're going to have at least a decent offense this year. Um, I love that play. I think that's a trap line too, plus three and a half. Like you yeah. said, you you wanted to take the Panthers. I think that's what Vegas wants people to do. So, and and it's also the Bryce Young hype. Mm-hmm. Zwick, do you like uh, the Falcons at all this year? Because some people are like, they're kind of a trendy pick. Yeah, I I think we're I think we're sleeping on the Falcons. I think this defense is not as bad as we think it is. I know it's not great. Obviously, it's probably the second best in the division behind New Orleans. But I mean. Their secondary improved a lot. AJ Terrell, Jesse Bates. Um, I know they added Bud Dupree up front. And I think Calais Campbell, who's like maybe 45 years old, but that's great veteran leadership for the locker room. So I think I think this team could be good. I mean, it kind of all lies on Desmond Ritter because he has like the best offensive line in the league. And Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan, and Tyler Algier is a great one-two punch. So I think we're kind of a Desmond Ritter leap away from this team being like sneaky, win the division. Um, I, I like that. I like it. So I think it's between them and New Orleans, and it could come down to, you know, week 17 or week 18 about who's taking this division. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say the NC a- NFC North is like a fun division to watch out for just to see who ends up winning it. I do think it's only – or sorry, NFC South, not NFC North. NFC South is – a fun division to figure out um, who's going to win because I mean, this saints versus um, Atlanta, you know, race to the top. Presumably I don't see Carolina winning the division this year. And I think Tampa's out of it too, depending on, I guess maybe you could have a Baker resurrection like Buxy thinks, but either way um, I do think it's going to be Atlanta versus um, new Orleans at the top of this division. And that's a pretty fun race. Cause I mean, Atlanta's offense could be really interesting with the Bijan addition. And then, um, Derek Carr, maybe you see a, a more improved Derek Carr, or even if you get like a relatively solid Derek Carr, uh, the Saints have enough weapons, um, I feel like, to make a little bit of an impact. And their defense is always really solid. Um, and I, I think Jamal Williams can be serviceable for a while um, until Alvin Kamara comes back. And I'm not just saying that because Jamal Williams was who I accidentally drafted on my fantasy team. <laughs> a little, little misclick on the on draft night. Wanted yeah, Javante. That was a tough look. Yeah. Wanted Javante. Ah, Jamal. Uh, Jay Williams. It happens. All right. Do you guys want to rifle through a couple? Um, Butsy, how many picks do you have left? 
Let's see here. I got uh one, two, three. All right. Why don't you just three write them through them? Why don't you just say them all and we'll talk about them? Bengals minus two and a half. Chargers, Dolphins over 51. I think that's my lock of the week. And the Giants plus three and a half. Sunday Night Football at home. Ooh. His week was like, yes, with the Bengals. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was funny. Yeah, Zwick, uh, are, the, are the Bengals on your card? They're not they personally, be. but like they're they're they will be winning by sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> uh Zwick, I don't know they if you know this. Uh so there's rumors about Joe Burrow getting engaged. And I did well, one, hear this rumor. And did you hear what this one Cincinnati bar is doing? No. <laughs> Cincinnati bar offering sad girl shots for women upset over recent burrow engagement rumors. And they're nine cents. <laughs> They got like whipped cream and chocolate on them. Yeah, yeah, they're really, they're really, uh, they're really they look, fruity. Yeah, they're, 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 they're fruity. So, um, all the sad girls in Cincinnati go to this bar and 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 get your nine dollar nine cent shot. <laughs> they're gonna run out quickly. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> all right, I I like the Bengals too. Although I, I think that's a toss up. I think the Browns have a really good roster, and if Deshaun proves a bunch of people wrong and is like yeah i'm back I, I was just like really really rusty for those six games last year like the browns could be fucking legit if if deshaun gets back to where he was so i i'm staying away from that for that simple reason because the browns are loaded everywhere so i do like butsy the chargers dolphins over that's a that's a high flying game so love it I, that's my play of the week yeah um and then wow giants explain the giants he hates Dak. I hate Dak. He does hate Dak. I don't get I it. Do. I do. I do hate Dak so much. I I just you know can't Giants, buy into him. The Giants haven't beaten Dak since his rookie year. Oh, thank you, Zwick. Well, no, great, they, they, they just have to lose by a field goal, I suppose. For both it's not a great staff for me, Zwick. Seven years in a row now. <laughs> but you know what, man? I, I can't stand Dak. Seven years? That's insane. <laughs> There's no way that's right. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's Are old. you serious? Yeah. That's, that's nuts. He's old as hell. He is bad. I'm with you, butts. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Max. Jesus. How many uh, playoffs wins does he have? Like seven? Definitely oh, not. Oh, seven. that's weird. He is two. It's <laughs> weird. Two? That's it? I think. Seattle and Tampa last year. Yeah, Tampa last year. It's a tank for Caleb Williams, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Buttsy, go ahead. So, my reason behind the Giants is partially because I don't like Dak. Partially because I think I think Saquon is is going to be Saquon again. I think Saquon is going to look like he did at the end of last year, which was fucking ex- explosive and really, really legit. And and the Saquon that we received before the ACL injury, uh, you know, we started he started to slowly look like his former self at the end of last season. I think that's going to carry over. Um, I also think Darren Waller is a great addition to this team. I think that Darren Waller is definitely going to open up the passing game. Uh, for Daniel Jones, I know that Daniel Jones isn't great. I understand that, guys. I really do. But I like Dable. You want to talk about a vibes team again? You know, it's kind of my thing this year. It's just gonna be going off of vibes. Dable gets those guys fired up too. He's kind of like a like a just a little less hype than Dan Campbell. But those guys in that locker room want to play for Dable and win for him. Uh, he's coming off a of coach of the year last year, which Jordan did not think he won. Jordan thought it was uh, Sirianni. I did. I knew it was yeah. Dable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan's a little upset about that one, but um, because I know ball, I, I I follow ball, and and I just think that the Giants are going to be pretty good this year. I don't know how they'll fare in the playoffs or if they even get there because this division is still loaded. But week one at home, you wouldn't want a bigger spot for Dallas to fucking suck in than in New York against a divisional opponent on a Sunday night football game. Yeah, Dayball might not be as smart as. Dan Campbell or not as hype as Dan Campbell, but he's far smarter, much smarter. He's a, he's a much better play designer. I think the, the Darren Waller edition, I think Waller will have a big year. I just think this Cowboys defense is fucking loaded, man. I think this is the best defense them and the Niners, I think have the two best defenses in the league. So I don't see the giants being able to put up a ton of points. And I think, I think Dak being just like a bona fide game manager in the Cowboys, the Cowboys can score like, like 20, 21, 24, and win this game, I think, and, and just keep the Giants out of the end zone. I think there's going to be a lot of stalled-out drives for the Giants. It is a coaching mismatch in favor of the Giants, but I, the the Cowboys, I think their roster is is 
damn near perfect. Like uh, other than uh, you know having having an elite quarterback. But I, again, I I have Dak as the ninth best quarterback in the league. I think that's that's easily good enough to beat this Giants team. Zwick, what do you? I have think? a quick question. Oh wait, I had a quick question. Oh, um, go ahead. Tra- two questions. One, Butsy, does your uh, pick go out of the water if you see some Trey Lance action? And two, uh, Jordan, does your Trey Lance does Trey Lance go up on your uh, QB tiers list with the trade to Dallas? Just a couple. Just Absolutely not. First of all, I'll okay, I'll go first. No, <laughs> the trade the trade does not push Trey Lance uh, onto the QB tiers. The QB tiers you can is sit only... behind a great quarterback and Dak. Yeah, the QB tiers is only starting quarterbacks that that I uh, am going to be able to watch. So you know, we'll, we we might see some guys fall off the tiers like like Tannehill. Maybe maybe Russell Wilson gets yeah, gets taken out or whatever. Him. They sign him for like two years, ten million. That's a lot for backup. <laughs> yeah, Stidham. Uh, what was your question, Buttsy? I forgot. Uh, does his pick of the Giants go away if Trey Lance enters the game for Dak Prescott? Well, I mean, that's just a silly question. <laughs> it's just a silly it question because it's of just not it going to happen. It's just maybe not going to happen. Maybe they have a little Trey Lance wildcat package. Oh, I I do that think that he's going to get the uh, that eye formation or whatever. They, use, they You know what they run Jalen Hurts in when they to get the, the fucking meme play that never fails where they all yeah. like, cluster. Yeah, but they patched him. it. They patched it. They said, um, I think they, they said that the, there's no, the quarterback is no longer to be pushed from the back or something like that. Like he's no uh, longer uh, allowed to be pushed from the back. Right. Swick, or what's the, what's the exact rule change? Cause they did, they modified they're... it. They modified it a little bit because Philly was, Philly could have ran it every time last year. Did they modify it? And marched down the field. <laughs> I no, didn't modify it. They didn't, didn't, they didn't modify it. Mm, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no patch. It was a big discussion because you yeah. were complaining about it. Not, it is so. annoying. It's an annoying thing to watch it's when you're not the worst, really fan. But it's like, why would you not use it? No. Right? Yeah. Um, also, did you see the video of uh, fucking Dak Prescott throwing into throwing into double coverage to Deuce Vaughn and just getting picked off immediately in preseason? It's pretty funny. Deuce Vaughn's in 5-5, by the way. So it's <laughs> just a dumb... They just like... They're like... Taking this sick video of Dak, he take he makes a little nice play, and then it's just a sick interception thrown <laughs> to a five <laughs> five, five receiver. It was very funny. I had to chuckle. I'll try and find it. Zwick, what's your what's your breakdown of this game? I like the Cowboys. I just think their defense is so much better than the Giants' defense, and like I, I can see the Giants being competitive in this game, and I think they probably will be. But I don't see the Giants secondary being able to stop a guy like C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. And this offense just got faster. And they may have only gotten faster because they got rid of Zeke. But that's okay because Tony Pollard is going to have a big game, I think. And C.D. Lamb, is this offense is just too explosive. And this defense is also too explosive. And I just think they out-talent the Giants by a wide margin. Yeah, I'm I'm with Zwick there. Took couldn't have said it better. Didn't say it better, actually. Zwick Zwick said it a lot better than I did. All right, Max. Do you have any plays left? Uh I can talk about that uh disgusting Washington game that oh, I have. God. Zwick, do you have any plays left? <laughs> oh, we don't yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, Zwick. Let's do you have anything else we can talk about besides that game? All I gotta say is Josh Jobs is starting and he was in my life for a while when he was with Tennessee, and he is not a great quarterback, so I'll take Sam Howell. And in Pittsburgh, him. Max. What? And in oh, Pittsburgh. and Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're right. He, I forgot that Baldy was in Pittsburgh. Don't. <laughs> Baldy. I'm going to cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. no. You don't. He's fine. He, he's hurt it all. I like the commanders, Max. I'm I'm kind of with you. I also have the Pats and Eagles going under 45. I saved it for last because it's the worst thing to ever <laughs> bet on or talk about. But two really good defenses and only one good offense. I think, I think like I said, the Pats, <laughs> the Pats are not going to be able to to run the ball against this defense and that made to, me beat chuckle. The, to beat the Eagles, you, you got to throw it and the Pats can't do that. So nothing um, on Dolphins chargers, but he has the over. Oh, yeah, I like apologies. that. Over. I like that play. Those defenses are extreme. horrible. Yeah. Hey, Hey, now we'll nothing see about the Broncos that. Raiders. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for uh, Asante Samuel to, to hurt his knee and Joey Bosa to yeah. hurt his ankle. Oh, Bill's jets. <laughs> first off, Bill's jets. We haven't talked about this game. We, we should at least cover it. Yeah, let's cover it. I like I like Bills. I think the Jets are a dumpster fire. Zwick's gonna yell at me, but that's fine. Bills. Yeah, 
I think it's in MetLife, right? It is. it is. Yeah, I like. I think this will be probably the best game of the week because division rival, two elite quarterbacks, two elite defenses. But oh, this is tough to pick. I've been I've been riding the Jets all off season. I guess I'll I'll stick with them. Jets on Monday night because that defense is legit and I think it's better than the Bills and I think that they have the best secondary in the league probably so if anyone's going to stop Stefan Diggs and I guess Gabe Davis then <laughs> going to be um, <laughs> Dalton Kincaid also, also it's 9-11 and it's in New York so that's kind of I mean New Jersey New York similar it's in Jersey area. I know oh, it's in Jersey it's, in, it's on sure. the line so they'll yeah, be that they'll be that's that actually that a, a great point max that's uh you can't lose on 9-11 no ball boys i've been i've been i've been boning up on my knowledge here i've been <laughs> Wait, studying all off season i gotta ask those wick you you uh kind of just pushing the o-line concerns to the side you're just like yeah they're fine it's it's they'll figure it out be more concerned if von miller was playing this game but he's out the first four so i'm not all that moved but i think long long term the season it'll definitely become an issue but yeah, right now I, I be okay I'm going Bills simply because of the O line, and I don't think I don't think it matters if Von Miller's playing. I don't think it, it as long as you have a competent um, pass rush, which the Bills do. I think Rodgers will struggle to have time in the pocket, and I, I just think they're going to be patchworking that O line all year. So I'm I, and and yes, the Jets have a great defense, but it's still Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So I think they'll they'll score enough, and I actually think that's going to be pretty low scoring. So I don't know what that over under is, but I might be looking at that under. Butsy, who do you got? Bills. Um Bills, 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 Bills. I think I've said this many times. I think the Jets are gonna need a few weeks to figure shit out. I really do. I I, I think that they're a little um they're not discombobulated, but they're not a cohesive unit yet. And they're going up against a Bills team that's still trying to compete for an AFC title and and, and compete for a Super Bowl. And I just don't think that the Jets will be ready for that challenge yet. That's a really big ask of the Jets to week one, of the Jets for week one, to kind of reconstruct your roster and then come in and beat Buffalo. I know it's I know it's in at MetLife, which helps a little bit. I just think it's a too tall of a task week one. Uh, I know that we've kind of been saying that the Jets are going to get off to a slow start with their schedule being so tough, and I stand by that. Uh, so I don't really have a stake on the over-under or – the spread yet uh, depends on how Sunday goes. I might just throw some dumb money down just if I, if I go up, which would be cool. You know, knock on wood. But uh, I like the Bills to win this game. Max, you have a pick or no? Uh, no. <clears throat> Over-under is 45.5, by the way, Jordan. Yeah, that's really low. So, that I mean, we we kind of yeah predicted that. I, I would that. I would probably stay away from that. So, yeah, do we have any other games we want to talk about? Or should I hop off and let y'all do college? I think you're good. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good luck, fellas. All right. We're back. Uh, we're going to be doing some college previews for this Saturday. Um, There's some good games. Nothing too. I mean, there is like one really good game. But other than that, there's nothing like insane for this college weekend. But nonetheless, it's just great to have college football and NFL and an awesome UFC card Um, all in the same weekend. One of the best betting opportunities of the year. So, um. Nonetheless, let's start with the main game that everyone's going to be talking about. Talking about Texas, number eleven. Texas is going to take on number three ranked Alabama in Tuscaloosa, um, seven p.m. on Saturday. It's going to be the prime time Saturday night game. It's going to be ninety-two degrees in Tuscaloosa. Uh, we're going to have we're going to be seeing Milrow, Jalen Milrow versus Quinn Ewers, a rematch of last year. Quinn Ewers looks normal now with a haircut. Um, hopefully he doesn't get injured in this game and we can um, actually see what happens when these guys played last time they played. If I remember correctly, Texas looked very solid and then Quinn Ewers got uh, injured. So I, if I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, nonetheless, this is obviously the game of the week. This is one of the games that I'm most excited for because I hate both of these teams. Um, so I like, I want them to both lose, but I like watching them beat the crap out of each other. So we can start with you, Butsy. I know you probably have a play on this game. Uh, what are you what are you thinking here? Man, you know me so well, Max. You know me so well. I do, in fact, have a play in this game. I'm a big Texas fan. Big, big Texas fan this year. I think Quinn Ewers is legit. 
Uh, I think their weapons are legit. The receivers are really good. That we they shined last year against Alabama before Ewers got hurt. Uh, by the way, Texas would have uh, like a hundred percent won that game by maybe two scores if Ewers yeah. didn't get hurt last year. Like they, it's not like, uh, it's not like Texas was you know down a score against Alabama or it was like a dog fight. I mean, like Texas looked dominant. In it was like shockingly year. dominant in the yeah. beginning. I remember like going on Twitter and being like, this is kind of ridiculous what they're doing to Alabama exactly and I think Bama improved I really do um but I think this is a ginormous game for Milrow uh and I don't know how he'll respond it's a really really tough spot um definitely the biggest game of his career like not even close and Texas defense is good it's not great they're going to give up a lot of points I think and I think Milrow will be able to score it's just can he limit the mistakes if he can limit the mistakes Bama will win this game but like I know the spread is seven and a half, and I have Texas plus seven and a half here. But I like if Milrow makes enough mistakes and gives Texas the ball enough times, Texas will score and they will win this game. So I think Texas actually has a legit chance to win this game in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Uh, but my play in this game is Texas plus seven and a half. Yeah, I I want to pick Texas, but I just can't because I think this Alabama team is too good. I hope Texas upsets them. But realistically, I think, you know, Quinn Ewers going into Tuscaloosa, prime time, it's going to be loud Saturday night. I don't see a way them to get it done. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game, and I can't fucking wait to watch this because it's going to be awesome. But I just don't believe in Texas to get it done because that's probably, you know, one of the hardest places to play in the country. So Agreed. 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 Yeah. But – like the plus seven and a half swick. How do we feel about that? Yeah, I like that. That's honestly, you know, a bigger line than I thought it would be. So I, I saw that too. And I, and I jumped on it right away. Cause I was, I was shocked to see it was over a touchdown. Yeah. If it was, yeah. if it's six and a half, I start to rethink it a little bit, you know, like, cause sure. then it's Bama wins by a touchdown. The bet loses. And like that could easily happen. But when you get the security of a touchdown, like that makes me feel a lot better about it. I wonder if that line moved. I can't, I can't really see the movement on it, but there's. I would be surprised if it opened at plus seven and a half for Texas. There had to have been some movement that co- coincided with the uh, the injury news from uh, Bama because I believe they're missing a couple of guys going into this game. Um, and I think that's what might have moved that line to that number. Um, either way, or I guess that wouldn't make sense. That would move it out. Never mind. Um, but anyways, all right. Let's talk about now. Nebraska versus Colorado. Oh, if I had a lean for the Texas game, I'm leaning Texas plus seven and a half. Um, but I'm just going to probably sit there and hate watch this and love the college football aspect, but hate both teams. Um, but yeah, Nebraska versus Colorado is the next probably best game on the schedule. Um, Nebraska 0-1. They go in tr- trying to beat a fiery Colorado team that's coming off the best win probably program history. Uh Obviously, Nebraska lost to Minnesota in a really gross game. They lost 13-10. Um, <clears throat> this Nebraska defense is really good, and I think this might actually be more of a test for Colorado than the TCU game was because TCU, I think, is really depleted um, and probably more so. And I bet you they probably undersold um, and underprepared for this Colorado team. Nebraska knows that this Colorado team is something at least somewhat special. Um, and they need to prepare accordingly, and I think they want to go in there and kick some ass. So I think this game is going to be a little bit closer. That being said, um, and it's in Boulder, so I'm a little worried. that I think I'm going to not touch this game with a lean towards Colorado. Um, if it wasn't in Boulder, I would take Nebraska, but I do think that going to that high elevation in Colorado – and it's going to be probably the loudest it's been in like a million years. Um, I think the momentum here is Colorado's. And I'm going to lean towards Colorado. But that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska pulls off, I guess, what you would consider an upset. So uh, we can start with you, Butsy. What do you take away from this game? I have Colorado minus three. I actually really, really like this play. I know they started that plus seven coming into this game. And it's two factors that contributed to this massive swing uh, on the spread. One minute, uh, Nebraska just lost to Minnesota out in Minnesota, sure. 13 to 10. They scored 10 points, guys. They scored yeah. 10 points over the course of a fo- football game. Now, Minnesota's defense, uh, 
is it's Big Ten defense. It's definitely a lot better than Colorado's. Um, so I think they'll be able to score a little bit against Colorado. But Colorado's offense is fucking explosive. And I think I saw the cheapest ticket for this game this weekend for Colorado and Nebraska is $350 or something like that. And the cheapest ticket for uh, Chiefs-Lions is like 160 So you want to talk about an electric crowd and just an incredible atmosphere to play in. I don't think Nebraska is going to be ready for it. I really don't. I don't think they're that good. I, I know Matt Rule is now the head coach there. He's a really good college coach, coach pretty shitty NFL coach. Um, but I, I, I just think Colorado is going to win more by more than field goal. I mean, I can't confidently bet on a team that just scored 10 points against Minnesota and lost. Like 10 points, guys, in college. I mean, that's fucking like Iowa type shit last year. Like it's you, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. So I'm going Colorado. Swick, any leans? Yeah, I I think this is an easy Colorado minus three. This team is too confident right now, and Deion Sanders has them exactly where they want to be. And I know they jumped into their rankings this week at 22, and I think they're going to you know jump even higher next week after they beat the shit out of Nebraska. So right. I don't think Nebraska can keep up, and Travis Hunter is as good as advertised. So, yeah. Um, better okay. than advertised, even. Yeah, if not better. Um, okay, this is my one of my favorite games of every year. Uh, Ole Miss versus Tulane. This is going to be just a fun over. Um, it's going to be messy. It's going to be um, just a disgusting in New Orleans, ninety four degrees. Both of these teams are going to have crazy fucking jerseys for this game. Um, both these teams are going to be a lot of fun to watch because it's just going to be kind of sloppy and high scoring. Um. I think sort of like LSU FSU where it was a little sloppy and it was relatively high scoring. The line is 66 and a half right now. I'm really tempted. I could see this being like an FSU 45 to 23 type game against LSU. I could also see it um, being close. I I think I'm going to say fuck it and go with the over on this one. And I love Ole Miss minus seven. That being said, Tulane is a good football team. Um, the quarterback for Ole Miss, I forget his name off the top of my head right now, but he he played well. I think he had like three or four touchdowns last last week. Uh, Dart, yeah, he had four touchdowns, 300 yards, 18 for 23. Um, Jackson Dart, I think, is relatively special. I despise Lane Kiffin, so I it pains me to bet on Ole Miss here, but I'm, I'm liking this Ole Miss minus seven and the over. Um, I think this game is just going to be a lot of fun, so I want to talk about there. Uh, Butsy, do you have any plays on this one? No, I didn't. I, I'm not very familiar with Tulane, to be honest. Yeah, the Green Wave. Not a big Green Wave guy. Oh, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Green Wave fan, I guess. I mean, they did. Did they? Didn't they beat USC last year in their bowl game? Uh, right. I don't know. No, no that did, was Utah. I believe that was Utah. Who, who did Tulane beat last year? Uh, Tulane sure. beat somebody big last year, I believe. Tulane's or got really close, kind of something getting... like that. They're, Tulane's program is getting a little bit better. They had a big game last year, and I, I'm completely blanking on what it was. I don't know why I thought it was USC. Wait. I know you, Utah beat them in the Rose Bowl, right, last year? Oh, they did. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So I was – okay, okay, okay. I was right. Okay, so USC won, beat Tulane. They won 46-45. It was one of the greatest football games I've ever watched. Tulane was down like 21 and fucking oh, stormed Bowl? all the way back last year. Yes. You're right. Yes, the I remember that now. Wasn't the Rose Bowl – the Rose Bowl was Penn State uh, – yeah, it was Penn State and someone else. That's because Penn oh, yeah, State someone else had five touchdowns in that game. I for, I forgot about this game. Good call. Yeah, uh, Tulane, they're an exciting program. I don't really follow them year in and year out, so I'm not gonna really uh, make a statement on them this year. So far, um, Zwick, you got any anything on this one? I did not have anything on this one, but I I like the over just because it's very fun, and I don't think there'll be much defense played in this game. You know, sixty six and a half is an insane line, so I think that this could easily be a big shootout. Um, okay, so I'm just going to kind of fire through the next couple of games, and you guys stop me if you have a play. Uh, Stanford-USC should be fun. Um, let's see. Then there's Texas A&M and Miami. That's going to be a Stop. Problem. Yeah. What's halt. There you go. Texas A&M minus three and a half. Okay. Okay. How come? That's it. That's it. I'm just going to – you You fire through the games. I'll I'll stop you if I have a play, and if I have more elaboration, because some, some of them I just kind of like – look and i'm like wow i really like that line so i just take it but if i have like logical explanation behind it i will let you know okay utah and baylor uh you baylor coming off of a loss here uh 
Notre Dame, NC State should be fun. Um, Wolfpack's not very good, but Notre Dame's at least fun to watch. Um, and then, yeah, that's really about it. I mean, there's not a ton of great games. Oh, Wisconsin, Wash U is always an interesting game. Um, just a battle of two states that no one ever goes to that start with W. Um, so pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Any other plays on the card before Zwick and I talk about Cincinnati and Tennessee? Yeah. What do you yeah, have, I got Go a ahead. few. I got, I got a few. Some dirty ones, I'm going to run down the full card. So yes, anyone listening want to take this, just make sure you listen because there's 17 plays I'm about to fire. Oh, through. my God. Are they points. all FBS? Yeah, I don't bet on FCS. I'm not fucking. He I'm says not that, that well. as if he doesn't have 17 plays on a mid-college football week, too. FBS, at least. Uh, okay. Starting with Kansas, minus three and a half. Then we're going to Colorado, minus three. Over 56, Vanderbilt versus Wake Forest. Texas A&M. Minus three and a half, Texas State plus 14. They just beat Baylor. I know their quarterback got hurt, but I think Texas State's actually pretty solid. Under 58 and a half, UNC App State. UNC's defense is sick. Uh, I think they'll be able to slow down App State and put up a decent amount of points as well, but I think it's still going to go under 58 and a half. Texas plus seven and a half, like we went over before. Over 69, Oregon versus Texas Tech. Uh, nice. Bo Nix leads probably the most exciting offense in college football at the moment. Uh, maybe besides USC, and then Texas Tech has the ability to put up a ton of points as well. Uh, they got into a quick lead last week and then, like, basically hit a wall and, like, weren't able to score. But I think that'll change. I think they'll be able to be a more consistent scoring threat throughout the re- course of the game. Um, I have Arkansas State plus 21.5, Coastal Carolina minus 14, Wisconsin minus 6, Rutgers minus 9. I love Rutgers. I actually think they're really good. Uh, impressive win over Northwestern. I know they fucking suck, but they the spread was seven in, or six and a half in that game, and Rutgers was in control the whole time. I think don't think Northwestern scored until there was like three minutes left in the game. So Rutgers minus nine, Sam Houston State plus 14, USC minus 29, Florida State minus 31, over 37 and a half in Air Force versus Sam Houston State, and then Oklahoma State minus three, and that is my card, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, I need to take a bath after that one. That's quite uh, the card. You said the fun card. Most exciting offense of college football. What about Tennessee Volunteers, man? Come on now. Um, all right. Uh, so Oregon like, just put up eighty-one. By the that's way, fair. just fair so enough. we're clear, eighty-one fair points. Fair enough. Um, Zwick. All right. So your Cincinnati team is taking on uh Pitt. It's gonna be a good game. Um, why don't you run down what you think is gonna happen and just sort of I, talk about your plans? I have. I don't have much hope in this game. <laughs> I think we're seven and a half point underdogs. Last I saw, yeah, seven and a half. So Pitts minus seven and a half in Pittsburgh. Um, this this game could get scary for Cincinnati. Um, it's definitely a game they could win, but this Pitt team is pretty talented. And I know Cincinnati won by like 50 last week, but they played Eastern Kentucky. So that doesn't really move me at all. But I like Emory Jones, Cincinnati's transfer quarterback. Um, he had a great week last week, but it's time to, you know, show it against a real team and a real, you know, um, power five team. So we're going to see it now. And I think it's going to be a good game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the boys dropped this one. Yeah, it's a tough, tough test for you guys. Uh, Pitt's a really solid football team. And yeah, I mean, you guys just you guys have a tough schedule this year. Um I don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you. After this, you take on Miami of Ohio. Then you take on Oklahoma, BYU, Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State, UCF, Houston, West Virginia, Kansas. That is a fucking tough schedule right there. All those teams are are solid, um, and all those teams are good programs. So I, I'm hoping you guys uh, get the win here out of my love for you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be I'll be rooting for it. Um, Yeah, Tennessee's playing Austin PA. Uh not the best program. Um, so, I mean, all I got to say is I just hope to see maybe a little bit of Nico. I hope no one gets injured, and I hope they don't fucking lose because that would be absolutely awful. Um, right now we're going to transition just to a quick UFC touch because we want to mention um, that there is a UFC pay-per-view card coming up, UFC 293 in uh, Sydney, Australia, always one of the best fan bases, if not the best. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of Aussies on the card. Um, the card is headlined by Israel Adesanya taking on Sean Strickland. And I don't know, do you guys, either of you guys know much about Sean Strickland? No? Okay. Sean Strickland is like this white trash former um, 
like reformed skinhead guy uh, from the middle of nowhere, California, who's completely awesome now. Everyone loves him. Um, he's like, he has quotes like, I only train with black guys because they hit really hard and they, and they like go to the distance. He's, he's, um, he's a really crazy character and he's a pretty inspiring thing because he grew up in a really shitty poverty area and uh, basically he had a lot of hate and all that type of shit and found MMA, turned it around. Uh, now he's one of the best personalities in the sport. That being said, he is not a very good fighter and he is somehow taking on Israel Adesanya, who is one of the goats for the um, belt. And I just wanted to tell you guys this is a complete meme opportunity to bet Sean Strickland at plus, I believe, plus 385 uh, or something. No, plus 470 now. There's a lot of movement on this line. Um, I think it's worth putting a half or a quarter unit on it just for shits and giggles because right now I'm despising Israel Adesanya. He is just such a cringy person and uh he may be hooking up with dogs uh that's an off the podcast types type thing we can talk about but yeah um yeah it's pretty crazy so if you guys get a chance to watch the ufc yes i know wait, you should wait, watch wait, the wait. UFC say that again friends yeah there's, did i mishear you video he follows a twitter account that does pornography with dogs and animals he also has a video of, of himself getting a little handsy with his puppy um so there's some weird weird stuff going on um, he's also claiming he, Sean keeps saying that he's from China because Israel is kind of claiming like to be from China and really vouching for China right now. So Sean's been calling him a communist and all this. And it's it's just a lot of interesting back and forth. It's a very it's going to be a funny card. You guys should watch it just for the main event. Um, the rest of the card will be like pretty average. It's not necessarily worth buying, I would say. But um, the strictly streaming. Absolutely. Yeah. Nope, we're not doing that or promoting that. Um, but yeah, so it'll be fun to watch just for the memeage uh, that's going to be on there. And I'm going to chuck a quarter of a unit on Sean Strickland because guess what? Sean O'Malley, Sean Strickland, your two Sean's being champions. I think that sounds good to me. So I just wanted to give you guys a little heads up on that betting possibilities. Uh, I did look through the card. There's nothing that really stands out. Everyone that I thought is going to win is a heavy favorite. The one thing. I do want to talk about Butsy as like a legit betting opportunity is this guy Jack Jenkins is taking on this guy Chepe Mariscal. And Chepe Mariscal took on this guy named Trevor Peak in his last fight. Trevor Peak is also a meme, but this guy hits like a fucking brick brick shit house. And uh he Chepe Mariscal beat the shit out of Trevor Peak. And I was not expecting that to happen. Jack Jenkins is a really good up and coming prospect. Um there's something different in that performance with Chepe, and you're getting him at plus one seventy. I think that is maybe worth uh, putting a little sprinkle on there. Also, it's minus three and a half, or it's plus 110 to go under three and a half rounds. So basically, that means that there is going to be a finish. Um, I think plus 110 for two guys that absolutely chuck and a lot of their fights don't go to decision. I think that is worth, um, you know, some money at plus at plus money. So, um, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know about the UFC stuff. That's going to do it for our betting and preview segment. It's a mega episode uh, because we have a mega week of just betting opportunities coming up. I can't be more excited. I know you guys can't be either. So stay tuned. Uh, listen to more episodes, please. We are going to be doing a review of all of our picks as along with you know the big news from the upcoming weekend. So thank you all for listening and peace. Peace.